Hey, this is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. Wrestling POV is preposterous, is obnoxious, is atrocious, is ridiculous, is churlish, is interesting, but stupid. Wrestling POV is your point of view, bring you 20 years of change in the wrestling business. From the spotlight to the polls, from birthdays to hot tech news. Wrestling news, rumors, and injury report Covered by the greatest in the whole damn sport This week in wrestling, who made the book? Five second shuffle, pay-per-view, points game Love, peace, and wrestling is what they're all about So sit back, kick back, and hear them all out Boy, oh boy Should we just get started with all this crazy nonsense going on this week? You know what? I, I would, but I just have a very serious question that I want to ask you guys before we get started. Okay. And it's very serious. Okay. What's wrong with missionary? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, I, I'm I'm wondering who the hell told him to say that. <laughs> with uh, that oh, oh no. man! But I mean. Seriously, what's wrong with Vision? Nah, uh, <laughs> we got Tony Diaz, Rick Serrano III, and joining us is Elio Canella, the gentleman. Welcome, the, the five-second shuffle champion. Yeah, yeah, that's why he had to come on. He has to uh, defend the title. Yeah, we banned yep. Clay from today. It's <laughs> yeah. so horrible. Yeah, he's, he's bad. But but not only that. Right before the show started, uh, started uh, Elio was caught. Practicing, I got busted. <laughs> he got busted. <laughs> Listen to some of the songs. Get a clear advantage and keep the title. <laughs> it was, actually, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but speaking of champion, Matt Novak acknowledged me. Yeah. He acknowledged me. Thirty-eight lads back together again. The best friends are back. I, I still don't see it. <laughs> he, he, he me. <laughs> I still don't see it. But uh, yeah, what is all this crazy craziness going on this week? Jesus, man. Fucking Daniel Bryan. It looks like that's a lot, though. Yeah. And uh, the other way. Yep. <laughs> what the? Um, you know what? I, when I was hearing that one, I, I was like, uh, is this for real? Because I saw the graphic. I'm like, that could be fan made. Yeah. And then, uh, and then well, like, I'm this fan made. And then I asked, so where's the source, right? And then yeah. they're like, ringside news. I'm like, uh, if it's not from PW Insider, I'm, I'm going to wait to see it before yeah. I believe it. It's for yeah. real. Well, if it's not from Russell POV Podcast, it's not official. <laughs> yeah, we got so many sources. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't report it. We, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was looking all day, every day since this thing started. And just like what Elio said, though, it didn't look like it came from a credible source in the beginning. And uh, the thing of it is, uh, Conan, on his podcast, uh, said that he talked to Tony Khan and asked him straight up, hey, did you sign uh, Brian uh, Danielson? That's what he called him. And uh, Tony Khan said, well, I can't tell you that. 
And then he goes, you know, if he shows up in Chicago or not Chicago, um, in New York, I think that's what yep. they're planning on debuting him. Uh, he says that place is going to melt. And he said Tony Khan just la- uh, smiled. That was it. So, yeah. I mean, we might as well talk about it now. But <laughs> what do you guys, th- I mean, is this signing really that big of a deal? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yes. Daniel Bryan or CM Punk signing with AEW, that's huge. That's going to be a boost in the ratings for a little while, at least. A, a nice B12 shot for them. You know, so some, of, some of the energy. matches, some of the matches we couldn't see. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan. CM Punk Cody versus Rhodes Daniel Bryan. Be involved. Cody Rhodes, CM no, Punk. No, we don't want to see Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes needs to stay away for a while. Well, all right, well, now let me ask you this. Who is the bigger signing? Is it Daniel Bryan or is it uh, CM Punk? Ooh. Oof. <laughs> I, I have to say CM Punk. You got yeah. him out of retirement. You pulled him out of retirement. But, see, I'm, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. And the reason okay. why I'm going with Daniel Bryan is because I think CM Punk's time, I mean, he's just been away for so long that I don't think anybody even remembers who the hell he is. He wasn't yeah. that, I'm sorry, he wasn't that impactful when he was in WWE. You, I, you, need, you need to shut your ass. <laughs> no, I, I really don't. I don't think he was that impactful um, because especially after wrestling, he went and tried UFC, failed miserably. Um, he, I, when he showed up to Fox, okay, and there was nothing, I mean, the internet was like, oh, shit, CM Punk's there. Oh, and then that was it. Well, nothing, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be like after. a B12 shot because at the end of the day, you can sign whoever you want. It's about the product itself, what you do with these guys. Because, because yeah, the surprise factor is there. Oh, my God, CM Punk. Yeah. How do you keep that excitement going is who you book them against <laughs> and how you storytell. That's how you run a wrestling business. It's not just about surprises. You got to pull through with the surprises. Andy Anderson says it all the time. Yeah. You know, a name is not going to get you ratings. It's what you do with the name that gets you the ratings. Now, let me, I think this would be a good question to post is uh, if the rumors are true that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan signed with AEW, who does everybody want to see them face? Yeah. You know, that's a good question to be told or to to be asked and see what the, I'm curious to see who the fans are going to, or pick. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to see that. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying that is because of Cody. <laughs> how many people say Cody Rhodes? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you think so? Zero. We've we already seen them. I'm sure if you Google it, you'll see a Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan match. Yeah. No, uh, CM Punk. Yeah, but was, was he even Stardust back then? <laughs> no. <laughs> the stars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a cat. He did cat shit. Yeah, <laughs> but oh my god! I mean, this just—it's been every just about every damn day. I'm seeing something about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's almost a lock. Or it's been talked since the summer. Well, we're in the middle of the summer right now. What the fuck you mean? It's since the summer. <laughs> it's still summertime. <laughs> And then another one I'm seeing is, oh, it's a lock. It's a, it's, it's a done deal. He's going to show up in, in, in Madison Square Garden or in New York, wherever the hell they're doing that show. Uh, but it was more yeah. of Daniel Bryan than a tennis court. Punk. Yeah. 
So yeah, but they're all saying, also saying, seeing Punk at All Out in Chicago, that's the spot where well, that he's coming in. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I want to ask you guys something. <laughs> and this was funny. <clears throat> um, the, Tony Khan uh, was asked about you know the signing of Alistair Black. <clears throat> And, uh, every, you know, they were like, oh, that's great. No, no, actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Andrade, when Andrade mm-hmm. first came on the scene. And they were asking him, oh, that's great. You signed Andrade. That is, that's awesome. Da, da, da. And then they were talking a little bit about it. And then they go, do you got anything in store for us later on? And he goes, listen, I got something bigger than Andrade. We're going to make Andrade, Andrade feel special. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> let's get on with the show. We got uh, spotlight this week is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, the Mega Man. Yes, Kenny Omega is he the best current wrestling heavyweight champion of the <laughs> world? Is he? Now we got a long list of heavyweight champions right now. Uh, yeah. We have uh, Bobby Lashley. Yep. We have Roman Reigns. Yep. We have Karrion Cross. We have uh, Walter. Uh, is it Jacob Fatu, Elio? Yes. Yeah. That's the MLW champion, Jacob, Jacob Fatu. Yep. Um, and then we have Kenny Omega, who has a AAA title. He has an Impact title. He has uh, um, the yeah, AEW title, obviously. He's got the AAA. <laughs> yes. Yep. So is he – and who's the NWA champion? Is Nick Aldis still NWA no. champion? No, he lost <laughs> to um... – Oh, um, he did. He, was it? he did lose. He just lost it recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that doesn't even count. Um, <laughs> but he was NWA champion for a very for long, a very time. long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I know he just recently lost it. It was it to Murdoch. Trevor no, Murdoch? no. Trevor Murdoch. He 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 beat Trevor. It was somebody afterwards. Dang. I was shocked too to hear. I was like, oh, shit, he won. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Well, least- anyway, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the the uh, Kenny Omega is he the best out of all these heavyweight champions? <sighs> it's a tough call. Very tough call. Uh, Roman Reigns is on the best run of his life. Bobby Lashley, after what he did at Money in the Bank to Kofi, you gotta say he's the biggest powerhouse in out of everybody there. Jacob Fatu does some amazing things in MLW. We don't even know what happens in NWA, <laughs> but I'll tell I you right to now. keep up with it. Yeah. It's, hard to, hard it's to keep up with every is week. On yeah. Yeah. Like after yeah. a while, I just, uh, I just don't drop down. Yeah. Um, but is Kenny Omega the best at all of them? Because <sighs> Kenny Omega guy has a bunch of belts, triple A belt, impact belt, AEW belt. Um, I'm going to say <sighs> technically, the best out of all of them, yes. I think technically, as a technical wrestler, he is the best out of all of them. But do out of, I don't know, uh, Tony. What are your thoughts? I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting a loss of words here. What are your thoughts on Kenny Omega as the best of the best right now? I don't think he's best of the best, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I've always believed this, and I and I always will. Um, people that own or or are in partnership with a company and puts themselves over i'm sorry but you i don't see you as the best i don't see you as uh um t 
tearing it up in the in the scene or whatever it is, you know, because I've seen and Andy, I'm pretty sure can attest to this too. Just about every indie promotion, uh, the owner, if they're best friends or whatever with somebody that's a talent, they're gonna put that person over or make them champion. Or if the talent owns the 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 indie promotion, they put themselves over as champion. So I've seen it so many times, and the knowing the fact that Kenny Omega is, you know part owner of AEW and then he gets the belt to me it's kind of like all right well it's just like in the indies now that aside um he is triple a champion he doesn't own triple a he doesn't own tna they gave him the belts they calling him the belt collector now or he calls himself that um is he truly really the best um i honestly i'm gonna say no only because they put the AEW strap on him. If he didn't have that AEW strap on him, um, obviously he's still considered a heavyweight champion because he's Triple A's and uh, TNA. Um, I don't think he would be. I don't know. I, I, my major problem, Don Callis. He's with Don yeah. Callis. That is the major problem. De- Kenny Omega can do all this without him. It could do all this without him. So, um Elio, what are your thoughts? Yeah, if he just dropped on Callis, uh, I think because right now I don't see it because he's got like Don Callis talking for him. This guy can do promos and he can do all this on his own. He doesn't need like all these. And like you said, when you're like the owner and you put your you put yourself and your friends over, yeah, like I mean, it's like it's all about you and it's uh, not Mm -hmm. about the rest of the talent. Yeah. Well, just to get back to it, uh, Don Callis. Well, Roman Reigns has Paul Heyman in the Usos, but that's different. Paul Heyman, you can't <laughs> compare Don Callis. Paul Heyman is entertaining. Exactly. Bobby Lashley has MVP. Don, no, no, no. Don Callis is a fucking <laughs> arrogant, egotistical prick, and and I hate his voice. I can't stand his voice. He so is Paul nothing. Heyman. He does nothing in fucking wrestling for me to to even hate him as uh, a talent. I just hate him personally that he doesn't belong in fucking wrestling. He doesn't. He doesn't. How are you going to fucking call yourself Lord Cyrus? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Cyrus the virus. But it's just like what at least least Paul Heyman is entertaining. Let me tell you Uh, something. Paul Heyman, when he did that thing at the end, when when Roman was looking at him and he was behind him doing this (laughs) <laughs> That's all he had to do. I was on the floor rolling. Yeah. If yeah. Don Callis were to do it, I'd be like, get the fuck off my TV. <laughs> don't, don't, don't shut your ass, Rick. Don't compare <laughs> Don Callis with Paul Heyman. I'm just calling a spade a spade. Uh, a speaking spade, of spades. Spade, fucking spade and a joke. Curve. Speaking of spades, uh, NWA champion is Nick Aldis still. He's still the champion. I thought so- he was- no, okay. I, I, I was looking that up, but I, I wasn't sure because it said Nick Aldis, but Ooh. I, yeah, but he fought somebody after Trevor Murdoch. Who was it? I have no clue. You're asking all these difficult questions. I, I need Nick's... to hear a name in order to say, Wait a minute, okay. Well, I thought he lost. No, he's mm-hmm. all the, the oh. Google machine says Nick Aldis. Well, fuck champion. Google, too. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Troll, Pro, Pro Fight DB.com says Nick Aldis as well. I'll put fuck, Pro Fight. Double penetration in the book, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I'll tell you this much. Penetration. What the fuck's going on with this show? (laughs) Now that we have Nick Aldis in there, does that change your mind as the current champion is the best of the best? He's had the title since 2018. Yeah. He's the longest reigning champion right now for two, three years. Yeah. Um, My only issue with that is the simple fact that um, he's is it's not publicized publicized as much as those yeah. other guys are. I'm yeah. sorry, it, it just isn't. Because it's, 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 it's on YouTube, huh? Because it's on YouTube, and uh, yeah. it's it's a YouTube-based show. So I don't even yeah. know how many people like to go to YouTube just to tune into NWA. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm, you know. It's, and it's nothing against YouTube. Is it smart for them to put it on YouTube? No. Probably. But it's nothing is more mainstream than being on TV where yeah. national television. So I think that's where the downfall is for that. Nick Aldis, very, very good talent. Obviously, he's NWA champ for three years now. Um, no. But I can't put him in that category, to be honest. No, yeah. Especially the way uh, Bobby Lashley and Roman are tearing it up now. It's Yeah, that's a hard... Hard decision, hard um, choice to make. Uh, Jay Becker, he says, the only reason he's still champion is due to bo- to his boys and Don Callis' interference. Uh, okay, sure, whatever you say. Um, Todd uh, Meaners, he said, no. Ken and his uncle think they, they're all that. They don't realize <laughs> they were born uh, the same way all men were. <laughs> what? The, that they're not gods, they're men, the, just like everybody else. Somebody want to elaborate? <laughs> like uh, boy Co. He said no. That's all he said it was no, no. Well, like I was saying, technically, Kenny Omega in the ring is leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. But when it comes to the full package. I got to go with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the best overall heavyweight champion currently going right now. Uh, Elio, who's your number one heavyweight champion currently? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Roman Reigns as well because I just, I just like this run he's been on. Yeah. It's uh, like some of the best work he's done. Yeah. Tony? Especially after that damn promo. <laughs> Serious. Um, Tony, who's your number one? My number one right now? Uh... If I have to put all these in order, I would go Roman, Bobby, uh, then Kenny, then yeah. Kenny Omega, and then Nick Aldis. Okay. Yeah. And then Jacob Fatu in the bottom? Yeah, yeah, because it's the same thing, you know? I mean, we just don't see it as much. I mean, I don't know if he was on Fightful or some shit like that, right? Yeah, or yeah. B, what is it? BN? BN? I don't know. Whatever. It, even still. Um, TV. We, we just don't see much. You know, yeah. it's unfortunate because I would love, yeah. to, you know, well, 54% of the people say Kenny Omega is the best heavyweight champion in the world. Well, 46% say no. <laughs> they're right. The other guys. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Other uh, uh, Facebook posts. Well, that's it for spotlight. Sorry. Uh, if you have any suggestions on who should be on the spotlight, just drop Rick Alliance at Rick. How come you don't put this dude in there? How come you don't put that dude in there? Then he'll get to it. He'll work yes. on it. If it's a repeat, he's going to tell you it's a repeat. Uh, let's go on to our Facebook post. Uh, we have, what are your thoughts on the raw commentary or commentator? Sorry. Uh, Jimmy Smith comment. And um, Harry Swartz says he's okay. <laughs> just, yeah, he's okay. 
Friday, Friday P- Phil. That's the name. <laughs> Friday Phil. He says, not bad, dynamic, better than Adnan Verk. That I do agree with. Steve O'Brien, he says, so far, so good. Not nearly as annoying as Cole. He actually lets Byron and Graves uh, do the heavy lifting. Good job, Jimmy. And he does. I do agree. Sean Wheeler said, send him to SmackDown and bring back Cole. No. 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 With that. Shut your ass. Fuck. Seal it with glue. Uh, Gorilla glue. (laughs) Jason Helbig says, I don't think he's that bad. That's what he says. He said that. Me personally, I like it. I mean, you can tell he's a little bit um, uh, green, I guess, if we're going to a wrestling term, uh, because the, the other two guys, they do a lot of the blunt work while he just chimes in here and there, but that's okay. He's still trying to learn the trait. He's still trying to learn the business. I'm sure uh, Vince is yelling in his ear. So, you know, my thing is, is that uh, give him a chance. Give give him about a year, you know, at Nonverk. Oh my God. He was just, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. You know what it is? At Nonverk. So he's coming in from ESPN. He's coming from MLB network and stuff like that. He yeah. has a very sports radio, sports yeah. commentator voice. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, mm-hmm. and now batting up as uh, Jerry Jeter. And uh, here we go. And uh, he had that kind of voice. That doesn't yeah. fit with wrestling. And here he no. is with a suplex. And here he, it just doesn't, it didn't work for Adnan Burke. Um, Jimmy Smith, on the other hand, um, is it bad to say I don't notice him? Damn. <laughs> 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 I don't notice him, so it's hard to say what how good of a job he's doing. I guess he's doing great. Then if yeah. I don't, if I'm not noticing him, if he's just blending in with Corey and, and, mm-hmm. and Byron, I think that's a good thing. I, I don't think it's a terrible thing. I think Jimmy Smith so far so good. He's learning the ropes um, by sitting back and commenting here and there. Uh, yeah. He also throws in his MMA background and stuff yeah. like that. I think that's also beneficial yeah. to the raw commentary team. But I also think, too, that when uh, just like I said, that's why you got to give him about a year. He's going to he's definitely going to find himself. It's just like pretty much like in podcasting, you know, Uh, the first eight to ten episodes are just you sounding like a robot. Like if you're reading shit or you're nervous and you don't know, you know, how to quite find yourself. And then, you know, after a while, you know, you start to find yourself and you you know what works and uh, uh other people notice it too. Uh, think of it this way. I mean, Rick, Jesus Christ, you sounded like you was from the basement when we first started this thing. That's true. And, uh, you know, me sounding, I was sounding like I was reading shit and I was <laughs> confused. I was nervous, uh, everything. Now it's just talking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's all about all of us finding our stick. And we certainly have. And I'm sure he will too. And uh, I'm sure you'll notice him, Rick. <laughs> Elio, so, thoughts on Jimmy Smith? Yeah, I uh, he's uh, way better than Adnan Burke. He does blend in because I don't even notice him when I'm watching Raw. So the mo- he so he must be doing uh, something right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, like like I was saying, is that a good thing to blend in? Is that well, one? Well, put it put it this way: I keep forgetting that Corey Graves is there. Wow. <laughs> oh, why? Right? Yeah, so I, I so, forgot so that Corey Graves is on there. Yeah, so it's kind of like a weird thing that between those three, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, 
personally, I think Corey Graves is my least favorite out of all of the commentators. Byron Saxon, I mean, I don't know why they don't give him more instead of trying to always punk him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but then again, Byron, he can also be over dramatic a lot of times too. So, um, but he's a friend of the show. He is. Yeah. Um, he FaceTime Rick at a live event. So there you go. So, exactly. <laughs> uh, if anybody has any uh, comments, questions, or, you know, stuff you want us to talk about, put it on our Facebook page. Actually, we did. We did. Um, uh, Josh Sanders, actually, he did. He posted a, a question. Uh, he was asking about um, the women's money in the bank. Uh, he's saying that they don't take them as serious. I wish I had it in front of me. Sorry, Josh. But he was saying that uh, they don't take it as serious as they do the men's. Yeah. Um, do you guys agree with that? Um, I told them, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they take it as serious. I think they take it as Charlotte's uh, way to get more title reigns. I don't think they take the, money, the women's money in the bank serious. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a, a way to get Charlotte more title reigns. That's the way I look at it. She got cashed in on three out of the five times so far. Who? Charlotte. Did she really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No. Interesting. Did not know that. Um, I'm going to say no, um, only because, uh, I don't know. They've just been, they've just gotten so far as far as women's wrestling is concerned. Um, and to try to treat it as a joke, I don't, I don't think, or as serious as the men's, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so. And just, just remember, um, Damien Sandow was uh, Money in the Bank winner and yeah. he failed to cash in (laughs) so that's my point (laughs) so all right so yeah so anybody else you know if you want to throw out a question we'll answer um i'm sorry Uh, apologize to josh because i thought i had it in front of me i don't uh with that being said it is time for the wrestling news from around the world take it away rick all right before we do that let's get into some birthdays As shown on Monday Night Raw, Jinder Mahal turns 35 years old. Wow. Wow. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing. 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 Uh, Karrion Cross turns 36 years old. Yeah. On Monday night, too. Huh? Um, Shawn Michaels, last but not least, turns 56, going on 66. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought he was going to say 76. You were being nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and now with that being said, it's now time for the wrestling news from around the world. All right, the biggest news, my only bit of news this week, on an official AEW signing, Thunder Rosa. <laughs> no. This still hasn't gotten the title shot. No, no. Thunder Rosa is officially done with NWA. NWA sent out a message saying congratulations and good luck with your future endeavors. Um, She is officially signed with AEW. So do we see her having a title match at least against Britt Baker since what happened at Fighter Fest 2? No? Sure. (laughs) All right. Well, it is now time for the NXT UK report with our UK correspondent, Matt Novak, my buddy. Take it away. Welcome back to the NXT UK report. Triple H opened up the show again with William Regal and HBK announcing that the delayed NXT UK heavyweight title match will now take place at NXT TakeOver 36. I definitely sense the title changes upon us, guys. 
In the first in-ring action of the night, we had Nia Samuels versus Laura Di Matteo. Samuels commanded this match from start to finish, and although Di Matteo had a few chances to steal a surprise win, Samuels was able to hit a tilt world backbreaker, following up by driving Di Matteo's face into the mat for the win. This match really showed the sheer dominance that Nia Samuels can have, and I actually quite enjoyed this match. Then next was a Supernova Session segment with Niamh Dar welcoming Ginny to his show. The segment pretty much consisted of Dar trying to ask Ginny on a date with him and continually being rebuffed. Ginny did, however, cut a promo on Alfie Valkyrie, calling her a sad little fragile girl and going on to say Valkyrie wouldn't step into the ring with her because she knew she'd be the one who would break her. This segment led us into the second match of the night, which had Joseph Connors in a match against Tristan Archer. This match was super quick, with Connors having the majority of the offence throughout although Archer did manage to get a few counter-attacks, um, although they were all in vain. It's been a while since we've last seen Connors in a match, and he's, he's definitely sharpened up his in-ring skills, that's for sure. Um, he picked up the win via a DDT, and this pleased Ginny, although her smile was soon wiped, as after the match, Alfie Valkyrie ominously stood at the top of uh, the... Well, sorry, stood ringside, and uh, they'd done a challenge to Ginny. Um, although I'm not a fan of Ginny, this feud really could be quite interesting, and it could lead to good things, if I'm honest. Um, I'm intrigued to see where it does actually lead. In the main event of the night, we had um, a tag team match for the title between Subculture and Pretty Deadly. The match was a back and forth um, affair, with both teams trying to take control. The ref had to step in at several points to get the match under control, as both teams made the most of the double team rules, and often we had all four men battling out at once. Uh, this match was full throttle without, with both teams determined to pick up the win by whatever means. Subculture and Pretty Deadly uh, went tit for tit, tap for tap, and dishing up move after move, um, near fall after near fall, until Howley uh, tried to cheat by using a belt. Whilst the, referee, wef- yeah, whilst the referee was distracted getting the belt out of the ring, Howley met Striker in the ring um, for a double team move, and both men put away Webster for the 1-2-3 to retain their tiles. Overall, the show was fairly poor, again more like a filler than an actual show of any substance. Maybe it's just anticlimactic after what we were advertised to be seeing this week with the uh, huge heavyweight title bout. But yeah, it just didn't really ever get going, never got out of first gear. Until next week, this is Matt Novak and that is the NXT UK Report. As you see, Matt says NXT UK was a dud this week, but the biggest part of NXT UK this week was... Triple H, William Regal, yes. making the major announcement that Walter and Dragunov will be fighting at TakeOver mm. for the title. I'm telling you right now, match of the year candidate. Without oh even watching God. the match. That, match first, that first match they had was insane. Yeah, yeah it's going to be crazy with the live audience. It's going to mm-hmm. be, oh my God, it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be everything you wanted in a match. I can't now, wait for that. Now, here, here's the thing. I just wish that Matt Novak, when he does or even talks about like he did in this one about Noam Dar, I wish he would say it correctly though. <laughs> I, wish he, I want to hear Matt say Noam Dar. <laughs> do me a favor, brother. Just one time, when you if, if, if Noam Dar is involved in this, say it, Noam Dar. With the accent, that's going to be funny. You got to hear that. Yes. One. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Shoot. Sure. All right. With that being said, Tony, 
on to rumors. Well, we you heard us talking about this earlier on the show about the recent potential rumored signings of uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Uh, they're saying it is a locked in. It's it is locked in. Sorry, uh, Brian Danielson. Everybody's going off of that, and and has already has one hundred percent already signed a contract with AEW. Uh, Danielson reportedly now check this shit out because uh, we didn't talk about it, but we'll talk about it now. Uh, he has asked to work less dates to be for comparable money. He wanted the ability to work in Japan, which I think he's always wanted to work in Japan, yeah. and wanted to have creative input on his character, which he all got. Okay. Wow. Uh, there are also tentative plans already in place for Danielson's AEW debut. It's said to be at Dynamite uh, Grand Slam on September 22nd in New York City. So that nice. is the rumored date that he's going to show up. Um, now, what do you think about that? I mean, if the contract negotiations is for him to work less dates, but he wants more money, uh, he wants to work in Japan, he wants creative uh, control. Um, this is WCW-esque, sounds like. You know, give right? them everything they want and let the prisoners run the show. That's what it sounds like right yes, now. Yes, that is it. Uh, Elio, what do you think? Yeah, isn't that the, the same with uh, Punk? Uh, he wants this. He wants. He wants uh, creative mm-hmm. over his character. He wants uh, a certain amount of money. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this about Brian uh, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan either way. Um, I'm not a big fan of his. I never was. The only time, the only story that I ever truly enjoyed. Uh, Daniel Bryan do was when he was with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. That was it. That was it. You know, everybody wanted it. They were like, no, don't do it. I'm telling you, that Monday Night Raw in that cage match, everybody went crazy. Yep. Crazy. So, I mean, that was the only time though. And then after that, he he was in quite a run. He was in quite a run. And then all yep. of a sudden, it just to me, it just faded out. Uh, I wasn't excited when he even became GM just to keep try to keep his ass relevant. You know what I'm, I'm just I'm sorry. I just I, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. Now granted when he does make his debut, I'm sure everybody's going to go crazy. They're going to go nuts. And I'll I'll probably pop too. You know cuz this is different. This is I'm not going to say it's historical cuz it's not um, I think more on CM Punk side because he just hasn't stepped into the ring and in, in the ring and God knows how long. But yep. I also think, you know, he was a little bit damaging on himself when he stepped into the UFC. Now, I will say this, though. If he was successful in UFC, I wouldn't be saying this about CM Punk because look at Brock Lesnar, too. He went to see he went to UFC, killed it, became champion, just like Bobby Lashley. OK, yep. and but they were successful. So to see them come back, I was like, oh, boy, all right. But CM Punk, I'm sorry. He did have a successful career in a lot of people's eyes. I'm sorry. I think where he fucked up was he let his ego get the best of him, went to UFC, and failed, and failed. And I think that's where, I want to say, kind of fucked him up. And then his ego of, oh, I'm not going to go back to wrestling. Fuck that. I don't need it. Da-da-da, this and that. And Looks like you need it. You you know, I'm sorry. Money isn't everything. And 
it looked like you were running out of money. And uh, wow, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. So I mean, whatever they gave him is definitely going to put him back on top. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, we'll see how it goes too. I'm sorry to say, but uh, AEW's reputation and bringing in new guys and putting them over was not good. You know, people talk about WWE. AEW does the same shit. Uh, Look how long it took for Miro to even get that. (laughs) Yep. You know, true. Uh, Lance Archer too. Same thing. He's supposed to. Oh my god! If if if, they fucked up with him, did they redeem themselves? We'll talk about it later. But my opinion, they fucked up with him too. All right, more on the rumors. Jesus Christ, I went on a tyrant. Uh, now, because of all these signings happening, the two, I said all these, but there's only two. There is now interest in bringing back Braun Strowman to the company after no. all these. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Give it a chance. Elio said it. No, 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 no. No one wants to see Braun Strowman, bro. Nobody. Asking twenty thousand for an appearance, and all these other accommodations that they that the the promoters got to pay for. Who's nobody's gonna pay for that? No, nobody. So, um, are you guys looking forward to that? No, no, no. no. Why not? Because Braun Strowman can't wrestle. He hasn't been able to do anything. His character, he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, you're gonna get. These, what's my line again? Hands. Just, uh, hands. Oh, hands. Hands. You're going to get these hands. Imagine him saying that in Spanish. <laughs> You're going to get these uh, manos. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, Brian. Shut up. All right. Another uh, rumors. Uh, Velveteen Dream apparently was booked at an indie promotion show, and uh, they dropped him. Yeah, now nah, forget it. We don't. We too don't. much uh, fan backlash. Is that what it was? Yeah, they really? didn't want him. They were giving they were giving them problems, and the company just said, "All right." So, <laughs> so what does this mean about Velveteen Dream? His career is over. You think Doesn't so? Look like, yeah, I don't think he's gonna get booked anywhere else. Mm. You. If you can't get booked at an indie show, an indie show, like you said, Tony, there's always one. It's but if you can't get if you can't get booked at an indie show, that's just troubling news. That means yeah. you're done. Yep. Uh, and finally, uh, there are claims that WWE is planning the Queen of the Ring tournament for the main roster this year. That is awesome. That yep. I'm looking forward to seeing. I like to see um, that. Yep. Absolutely. Carmella as the Queen of the Ring. Anybody want to see Carmella do a Queen of the Ring role? Or Queen Charlotte? She's always no. calling herself the Queen. That's why she can't win it. Because she's always calling herself the Queen. Give somebody else a character boost. I'll guarantee like a- you. I'll guarantee you she'll be in the finals. Oof. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. That's all I got for rumors. Rick, what do you got for injury? Nothing this week on injury. We're, we're all clear. What about Fred the- What about her? She injured her wrist during that match with Nyla Rose. Well, there you go. I, if you gave me five more seconds, I was going to say it myself. She injured I gave her wrist during the match with Nyla Rose. <laughs> I gave you a minute. But yeah, she uh, was backstage and she had a cast on. But no, no, no. Okay. Take that back. Like an air cast? Yeah. Well, no, no. I guess it's called a soft cast. Not. A, it's not an air cast. It's something between that, I guess. 
but okay. it was also wrapped in an ace bandage too and yeah. it, it was like this so um and then the caption on it was i guess from brick baker saying you know i don't know if it's broken or not but she said i got injured during the match but i'm it's still not going to keep me off tv yeah so that's why i didn't report it because it's like it's not going to keep her off the tv <laughs> good cover-up hey where are you clay <laughs> you banned right. him from the show for the week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we told him to stay home. so bad in the day. You know what? I hope he's practicing. I hope he is. Because that was atrocious. What happened? Atrocious. Yeah, it was. All right, let's get straight into the uh, hot tag news this week, which is what are your thoughts on Nikki Ash and Biggie winning the Money in the Bank briefcase? Uh, Josh Sanders says Biggie was awesome. Nikki Ash was eh. Okay. That's what he thought. I'm like, all right. Uh, Mike Glazebrook, he said, it's about time someone different. They need change of the belts. That's why ratings is so bad. Uh, Charles Basil said, absolutely awesome. They deserve it. Uh, William Fuller, though, responded to him and says, correction, we deserve it because I said three weeks ago that one of us is going to win last night. Man, am am I good? Uh, No, you're not. Uh, He also (laughs) repeated, said, I also feel bad for Liv Morgan. Okay. Uh, and then he said, called it three weeks ago. He said he called it three weeks ago. Wow. If you called it, how come he didn't play? That's what I got to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, the recent winnings of uh, Nikki Ash and Big E? What yeah, you- Elio, I'll let you go first. So, okay. Nikki Ash, uh, we, I think everyone ex- was uh, expecting that to happen. Even though uh, a lot of people didn't went with uh, Liv Morgan because of the way they've been pushing her, but um, Big E was a surprise myself. But then I started thinking about it. It kind of makes sense because after what Lashley did to Kingston, Big E can go after Lashley. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Nikki Ash, like I said on Aftermath, was Ass, <laughs> and they just and then what they did on Monday Night Raw. And giving her the cash in and, and cashing in on Charlotte and winning the title. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think she's championship material. She just doesn't have it. I've never been a big fan of Nikki Cross. Um, so I don't like that she won the money in the bank and then she actually cashed it in. I mean, I know the cash in is supposed to be like a big shocker and like, oh my God, I never saw this coming. But no. I didn't like this at all. Uh, Big E, that was shocking. That was different. Um, and like Elio said, I would love to see him cash in on Bobby Lashley, I, but not cash in like in a, in, in a regular cash in. I wanted a match. I wanted to say, I'm going to cash this in for a match at SummerSlam or something like that. Bobby Lashley versus Big E. But obviously, it looks like we're going with Goldberg and. Bobby Lashley, so maybe with Big E with Cashton then. So I, I, I like Big E. I like Big E's cat, uh, winning the Money in the Bank, but Nikki Ash, no. Not for me. <laughs> Jesus. Well, for me, I like them both. Because with Nikki Ash winning it, or Nikki A.S.H. winning it, the way she won it was shocking. Yes, that was cool. never. It's never been done like that before. And for her to cash in, I thought that was shocking too, because I didn't think there was 
I wasn't expecting it to happen that fast. And the reason why is because the way it was looking, it was looking as if Becky was coming back. Yeah. So, you know, they were chanting her name in the beginning and then Charlotte gave that <laughs> that nice response to it. Uh, but then having that match against Rhea Ripley, you know, I'm sorry, a lot of people probably thought that she was returning. And I did too. And then to hear Nikki's music, and I was like, oh shit, they're casting this in right now? Honestly, for about a, a second, I was like, she's not going to win. She's not going to win. And then when she did win, I was like, all right, okay, I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. And then the reason why is, like I said, you, you know, I, I think for you, Rick, I think it's more of this gimmick now is the reason why you hate her. No, 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 no. But the I gimmick think is not terrible. I, I think the gimmick is pretty cool. It's just, I'm not, I've never been a fan of Nikki Cross. Uh, when she was with these guys in the beginning, Sanity. I thought she, Sanity, she was great. I loved her. And then they tried to, they humanized her. And well, they had I think her that's talk. where they went wrong. Yeah. They had her talk. And I'm sorry yeah. to say, that's not her strong suit. Uh, but I mean, now with this character that she has, I think, I think it's, I think it'll work. I really do. Cause it's going to, like I said, it's going to gravitate towards kids. Um, she's always going to say something positive. You know, she's already starting to do that, you know, by saying, you know, uh, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything and blah, 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 you know, a line from, uh, back to the future. But either way, you know, it's, it's still, I think, I think it'll work. It depends. I know for a fact, they're going to go for this whole sympathy thing with her. As far yeah. as, you know, they're going to, she's going to get her ass beat. She's going to get her ass beat. And I think that's where they're going to lean towards. So uh, I don't mind it. Uh, Big E, on the other hand, um, I would have liked to have seen somebody else win it, to be honest. Ricochet, I would have liked to have seen that. Um, yeah. No, no Drew. No Drew at all. <laughs> I didn't want to see that. But nope. I think wish Damian Priest was in this match. And he would have been a, definitely a good candidate to win this. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not hating on Biggie. I'm not saying you know I'm, not, I'm just not. I'm just he. We say this about Kofi, and I'm going to say this about Biggie. He goofs around way too much, and he's still yeah. like even though he's separated from New Day, he was still acting like New Day. He still is acting like New Day. He still has those character traits. Yeah. 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 So I mean, for me, I'm like. Now what? I mean, where are they gonna go with Big E? Where, where? You know, because like I, like you said, Rick. You know, it looks like Bobby's gonna be facing Goldberg. Uh, Roman's gonna be facing Cena. So where's that little Big E? Is he gonna cash in at SummerSlam? You know, as a face, the thing, and this is the issues that they come across as a face, is that if they're coming down that ramp with that suitcase, they're gonna cash in. They're not gonna, you know, as a heel. They can easily go in and says, yeah, I want to cash it in, cash it in. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, no, no, nope, forget it. Change my mind and run yeah. back. And they can still hold on to it. Once he comes down that ramp, he's cashing in. He's not going to say, oh, no, forget it now. No, he's going to cash in. So uh, that's where I think WWE failed as far as having the face. Because um, I like having the heels as the money in the bank. because Especially because... Like like with the Miz, uh, yeah. Win Money in the Bank. He won it from Otis, and you didn't want to see him, you know, cash it in and win. So they always kept teasing it. He always kept doing the chicken shit thing, you know. And then finally, when he did do it, he was like, "Oh shit, he won!" Damn. 
But with Big E, I don't know. That's gonna. I, I'm curious to know how they're gonna make him cash in and on who. I would love, like, yeah. like I said, I think Bobby Lashley would be fit, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens at SummerSlam. He might cash it in in SummerSlam. We might get that match of him and Bob uh, versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And I think I think that's probably the backup plan is that to see how the match goes with Goldberg. Because I'm sorry to say, uh, Goldberg's is another one. He's another guy. Stay retired, brother. Because, yeah. uh, man. The, but what drove me nuts, and we're going to talk about it later, is that when he showed up at Raw, everybody's still marked out for him. Yep. Everybody's still marked out for him. And I'm like, seriously, people? Seriously? <laughs> After what he did to The Fiend? You still? It's like The Undertaker, bro. It's like Undertaker comes back. I'm still going to mark out. Are you really going to put The Undertaker in the same category as Goldberg? It's the music, bro. It's the music. <laughs> Goldberg, Goldberg. Yeah. Girl, I was, I was chanting Goldberg when he was coming out, and I'm just like, no, Rick, what are you doing, Goldberg? No, Goldberg. No, Goldberg. Rick, put yourself in the book for that. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's calm it down, Elio. Let's calm oh, it down. Let's pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes and drive slow, homie. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. yeah. So, all right, that's it for the hot tag news. Again, if you got uh, any uh, questions or if you have an idea on who should be the hot in the hot tag news the during the week, and uh, yeah, we'll put it on there and we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, with that being said, I think it's time to take a quick pause for the cause. When we come back, we have this week in wrestling. This is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV podcast. Hi, uh, I'm WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to the Wrestling POV podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV and purchase a shirt today. We have five T-shirts available for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Make sure you pick up a shirt today at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. Tony, it is time to get raw. All righty, straight into raw. Let's go to the low points of raw. For me, the low points, there was a couple of them. Um, It was the Charlotte coronation with Rhea. Um, wasn't a big fan of it. I mean, because I kind of knew they were going to go into uh, a match later on on the show. Or I mean, but I don't want to bash it too hard, only because I kind of like the physicality between these two women. Um, for me, it's just I I I'm wondering what's the end game to this. It's like, all right, come on, be done. I think it's time. Let's go on to something else, which they actually did later on, and uh, Ginger's promo. Um, yes, but let me change it though. The promo I didn't like, but the beating that one dude, uh, y- uh Yankee, oh my god, yeah, uh, holy shit, fucked him up. And they showed pictures of it later on. And my god, I was like, ouch, uh, yeah, didn't, um, that, that was painful, but I did, I just didn't like the promo. Um, I know it, it looks like they're gonna do a Drew versus gender match at SummerSlam. So uh go ahead, let the beatings begin. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Just don't let gender cut too many promos because he's really not that good. Uh, but I gave it a one. I gave it a one. Uh and only a one because it was initially a point five, and I gave it extra just for, because of the beating. Uh Rick, what was your low points? 
My lowest points was Jinder Mahal's promo. I gave it a point five, as well as Alexis Playground. And I know it's shocking because I'm a huge Alexis pl- fan, but this was a point five with Eva and Dewdrop as well. I think it was because um, of Eva and Dewdrop. No, it was Alexis because Alexis acting in this was phenomenal. Mm, I think she did. That's all right. It's all right. It's getting. No. It's running its course. I think. No. I'm starting to feel it, Tony. I feel it in my. Uh, no, it's because it's with Eva Marie. That's why. Mm, I would feel something different in my scrotum if it was because of Eva Marie, but it started to run its course. Um, yeah, 0.5 for me. Um, also, a side note on low points: How dare you have Jeff Hardy defeat Karrion Cross on his mm. debut? That was the talk of the town. Without Scarlet as well. That was ridiculous. The talk. And, and the and they, they mess up his entrance theme. They totally destroy his entrance theme. I mean, yeah. his whole entrance. It, well, they didn't destroy it. It was different than what he normally got. I don't know. I but I I, I like his NXT entrance. I, I do too. I mean, so I mean, the way he was doing it in this was kind of like it. I think he was doing it like he was imagining, like as if Scarlet was there. Yeah. Um, but it, it was still just different. It, it wasn't the same. It no. wasn't the same. And on his birthday. Yep. On his birthday, but apparently, apparently, since we're talking about that, they're saying that uh, that was Vince's way of sending a message to NXT that I don't give a shit about y'all, yep. about NXT, about NXT. Well, apparently, Karrion Cross has had some heat backstage, and that's another thing. Really? Uh, they don't like the that's way the he acts. Yeah, no, oh, I, wow. I heard that that um, there were some things about him that he was doing backstage that they weren't what? fans of. Just his attitude, and uh, really, yeah, he wasn't carrying himself professionally or whatever, and so that was a, a way of showing you, like, yo, you you be champion NXT, but you come to the main roster, you can flounder. So, really, I didn't if, hear any of that. Yeah, wow, that's what I saw on on some of the interwebs, but uh, yeah, and then to have Jeff Hardy cheat is just weird. This that, is a whole, but that was yeah, the he cheated to win. It's like it so. In a sense, I guess it was kind of protecting Karrion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A little bit yeah. that you needed you needed to cheat to beat him. So I don't know, but uh, I think also out of respect for him too, I think nah. it was mainly too. But uh, there was there's a lot of factors and variables to this. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elio, low point. Hey, my low point. First of all, the Charlotte celebration. I gave yeah. that a one, uh, and I got I gave a point five to Shane and Naya and Tamina and Natalia because oh, everything that happened afterwards. Yeah, with the the twenty four seven. I'm so done. Reginald as the twenty four seven champion, <laughs> you gave it a low point. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, but I, I I think he was leaning more towards what uh, Naya and Shayna did to Reginald. Yeah. But no, the- he and- said twenty four seven. He okay. don't like the 24-7 title. Uh, oh. You see this? You see this space back here by the stairs? Yeah. A piano would work perfectly there. However, they destroyed it in that Symphony Destruction match. Think about it one. So they borrowed your piano. That piano could have fit perfectly back here. Instead, they went and destroyed it in Symphony Destruction match. You didn't like it? Uh, I'm done with this Elias Jackson record match. Wow. Wow, is that is that all your little points? Yeah. Okay. Now, since we're talking about that, because that was my highest point. And, but the thing, now, hear me out. Hear me out. 
I agree. I was done with this. I was like, I wasn't even yes. looking forward to watching this match. Symphony of Destruction, seriously. But for some damn reason, I was hooked on it. Especially, especially, and I was shocked to see um, Elias bladed. That wasn't yeah. the hard way. That was bladed. He bladed. And I'm like, well, let me, let me let me keep watching this and see what's going on. And then the suplex onto the table. I was like, this, I gave it a three. I gave it wow. a three. I like this. I okay. gave it a 2.5. I'm not going to lie. It, was, it wasn't <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but that wasn't my highest point, though. I just, I'm just saying, I liked it. A three liked it. But I gave uh, the Charlotte versus Rhea match. That was my highest. I gave it a three and a half. And then on top of that, Nikki cashing in, which... All, yeah. I did it all collectively is the reason why I gave it a three and a half because honestly, I was not expecting it to be done that night. So yeah. I was a little bit shocked. It, it, it got me. I was, ah, you got me, motherfuckers. But uh, I will say this as a side note. Wait, no. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of side notes, but uh, I wanted to go off of this. Killian Dane stated on his Twitter. Did you guys hear what he wrote? Yeah, that's um, um, Well, I'm going to say it. <laughs> he wrote... Um, Killing stated on Twitter, it wasn't working, but you didn't cry, didn't get salty online, didn't hate on your peer success. Instead, you worked crazy hard in the gym and you worked crazy hard in the ring and you went above and beyond to get this pitched right and you nailed it. You finished this day as WWE champion. So, uh, those that don't know, Killing Dane is her husband. Um, but I think what he wrote here was perfect for her, yeah. And it just seems like Nikki was doing a lot of things and she kept, you know, progressing and kept, you know, growing. And and, and I think that's what I admire about her Um, is the gimmick, the most um, uh, thoughtful thing she's ever done. I'm going to say no, but if she can do it, she can do it. And I think so far it's working. We'll just see how her championship run goes from here on out. We'll see how it goes. Um, is, are they going to do the sympathy thing or are they going to, you know, I, I don't know, but, but either way, I gave it a three and a half. That was my high point. Rick, what was your high point? My highest point was Bobby Lashley defeating the returning Keith Lee. Who? I gave it a four. Damn. Uh, Bobby Lashley. I told you I gave Bobby Lashley defeating Kofi a five because I love the beat yeah. down. I love this new Bobby Lashley. This was exciting. <laughs> Keith Lee got his ass whooped in this match. <laughs> um, I don't care what you say. Oh, Keith Lee's back. No, blah, blah. No, Bobby Lashley whooped that ass. And I loved it. Every second of it, I gave it a four. That spine buster was amazing. Great job by Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee. Four. Yeah. Wow. And I'm shocked. Elliot, what was your high point? <laughs> that was uh, one of my high points. Bobby Lashley, wow. Keith Lee gave it a three. And... Also, the opening segment, uh, John Cena. Yes, John Cena's promo was definitely up there. Yep. Yeah, that wasn't bad. It was good. And he still got it, in my opinion. All right, uh, before we get to overall, I got, do got a side note, and which was WWE again spoiling Karrion's debut. Not the fact that he lost, but it was just the fact that they were advertising that he's going to wrestle. Yep. Why, get, why not keep that as, as, as a surprise? Uh, Keith Lee, they did it for him. I was shocked. Yeah. Oh, shit. Keith Lee is back. Um, but I am putting somebody in the book. Oh, man. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm done with this dude, man. He gets a lot of clout for what? I don't know. 
But just like um, I was saying, talking about the match that I thought was pretty good, which was between Elias and uh, Riker, um, during that segment with Drew, when he was hitting uh, Shanky, or is it Shanky or Yankee? Shanky. Shanky. Okay, we'll go with that one. Um, when he kept beating the shit out of him with the chair, the different shots that they were doing was annoying the fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus they're Christ. still doing that camera. I hate it's, that. And you that's know who's behind it all? Kevin Dunn. Kevin fucking Dunn. And see, that's what makes these shows hard for me to watch every yes. week is the camera. I have to put my arm in front of my face just to like stop it yes. for like a second. Holy shit, man. Kevin fucking Dunn is going in the damn book. I can't, I never liked him to begin with. I hate him. He's Vince's right hand man. No, fuck you, Kevin Dunn. Uh, you know what? He's almost up there with Sam Roberts. That's how much I wow. hate him. That's how much I hate him. So it's Kevin Dunn's camera shots. It's going in the fucking book this week. All right, <laughs> Kevin Dunn's camera shots. You just made the book. All right, overall for Raw, I gave it a 2.35. It was a decent show this week. Uh, Elio. Anyway, I gave it a 2.1. Rick. I went with a 2. Okay. All right. With that being said, it's now time for AEW Dynamite. Boom. <laughs> All right. My lowest point of Dynamite this week had to be Andrade in the Death Triangle promo. Bro, I got to just say, what? <laughs> what? What were you saying? Chavo Guerrero's back. Okay. Our yeah. good friend of the show. Yeah. But what? What were you? What? what? <laughs> I, 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 they were struggling. No. 0.5. Terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Penta, <laughs> but the thing of it is, Penta's slick. He saw how much Andrade was struggling. He saw how much Phoenix was struggling. He was like, you know what? I'm going to speak in Spanish. So yes. <laughs> he was like, I am not going to try English. I'm speaking in Penta Spanish. says. I have home dude right here that's going to translate that shit for me. <laughs> he hit the SAP button and he did it. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Elio, low points of AEW. Uh, low point that I got, I give it to Andrade. That whole thing, because that, that was surprising. Like, Chavo Guerrero was back. Okay. Let's yeah. Give that point five. Um, Britt Baker and Isla Rose. I've never been an Isla Rose fan from after that. I gave that a, a one only because it wasn't as bad as a lot of the other ones that we've seen. It, I gave it to, I gave it because of Britt Baker. Yep. I'm the same way. I gave it a 1.5 that match. Uh, I gave it, was it a 2.5. Wow, that's shocking. Nyla as Rose as just... critical as I am, because I still think Nyla Rose is green, I, I actually enjoyed this match. Wow. Yeah. All right, Tony, what were your low points of AEW? Well, fucking Darby Allen. And is it Utah? Wheeler. Utah. Utah. Wheeler. Yeah. Yeah, and I gave it a one. I'm like, I'm so done with why they put, you know, and it's funny because people talk about fucking WWE shoving Roman down our throat. They're shoving Darby down our fucking throats. Yeah. Shoving someone down their throat. You can't fucking justify why Darby Allen is a fucking menace. He's a badass. Get the fuck out of here. I'll flip. I can justify that he's getting the ratings. He has, he's the highest rating wrestler in AEW. Stupid. I I don't know why. I agree with you. I agree. Um, uh, high points of AEW. Uh, for me, it was Lance Archer defeating Moxie. I gave it a three. Uh, what was it called? The Texas Death Match. Texas I Death thought it was a, yeah. thought it was pretty good. Uh, they were both were bleeding. They both busted open, and then 
Yo, Haku's son? Mm. How big is that motherfucker? That, that dude is huge. <laughs> he made Archer look like he was six foot yeah. the way he was standing Archer in front is of six, him. Eight. Yeah, wow. and he's standing over him. That was crazy. So I, I gave that a three. That was my highest point of AEW on the night. Uh, Elio, high point. Yeah, my high point is uh, Lance Archer and John Moxley. That match, that, that was a great match. That ending when uh, he threw Moxley into the table and they said, well, Moxley's not going to He can't enter the tank count because he's pinned to the barbed wire. <laughs> then the camera like pans up uh, Archer standing on the apron with that look on his face. Yeah. 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 That was good camera work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony. Yeah, Moxley versus Archer. I gave it a three and a half. I really enjoyed the match. Both were giving, throwing good blows at each other and it's it's Texas death match for a reason. So, you know, they're going to use everything that they have there to against each other. And they did. And uh, I know I, I appreciate it. And it's about time for Lance Archer, but Haku's son, like you said, Rick, good Lord, that guy's big. Yeah. Cause like I said, Lance Archer six, eight and Haku's yep. son is taller than that. So yeah, <laughs> looking forward to that. I hope they do show it on AEW. Yeah. It's supposed to be next week. Oh, really? They are going to show yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, overall for AEW this week, I gave 1.7 stars. Wow, uh, Elio, 1.9. Tony, I gave it a two. All right, nice. Uh, Elio, all right, on to NXT. I'm afraid we got some bad news. <laughs> and here's my here's my okay, here's my bad news. Rick, what's your low point? <laughs> My low point was the Mariachi Madness musical. Gave that a point five. <laughs> yes. Which, hey, bro. Uh, this is terrible. Gave that was a, a mess. It, it was all over the place. I don't know what they were trying to do. That was a mess. Um, yeah, it was really bad. And uh, I don't like that. Uh, um, I want to, yeah, I'm going to do it. I, 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 I don't want to, but I'm going to do it. The, just because they're Mexican doesn't mean they have to listen to mariachi music. Yeah. I mean, that 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 in itself just shows you the, the thought process. Oh, you know what? They do hip-hop. You guys do mariachi. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Point five. Damn. Wow. Tony? Uh, Samoa Joe's promo. Didn't like it. Mm. Didn't like it. And the reason why I didn't like it, and I put it as a side note just so I can explain it a little bit better, is that you know, in the beginning, when Samoa Joe came back, Regal says that's not, you know, they didn't bring Samoa Joe uh, to, to put his hands on people unless he was provoked. So it didn't make sense in the beginning that that fucking Regal came out. You're not going to do this. That's not what I brought you here for. But you did tell him if someone provokes him or put his their hands on him that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah. And then now you're gonna stop him. It doesn't. It, it like it's that, true. That stuck in my mind. And then when this promo happened, and then he's saying that I'm like, uh, oh my god, fucking stupid. So that that's my lowest point. I gave it a point five. Didn't like it. Yeah, I gave I gave a point five to the mariachi musical. I didn't <laughs> like this at all. Everything about it. What a mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked and, up. Uh, <laughs> okay. High points, Tony. Um, that, there was there was a couple. 
I would have to say Andre Chase versus Odyssey Jones. I gave it a two and a half. Uh, wasn't bad. I like watching these uh, breakout tournaments. I, th- I think it's pretty decent because, you know, it's for fresh eyes. And I'm like, okay, not bad. But uh, if I'm going to give a high point, I would have to say Zia Lee versus uh, Gonzalez. Um, Zia Lee did get hurt. Yeah, uh, weird. Saying it was a, a rib injury. Uh, she did play through it, uh, play through it, wrestle through it. They did take her to the hospital to get checked out, and they say she's okay. But I didn't – Zia Lee was a different person in this match, man. Different person. Yeah. So I like that. I gave it a two and a half. Average eight. Well, I, I do want to mention Odyssey Jones. Uh, very green, but he is yeah. huge. He's a big dude. He is huge, and he has a lot of potential to be an NXT future champion. I see it in wow. him. Um, that 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 guy is huge just based off of the hugeness factor. He's a future champion. <laughs> um, but honestly, and this is gonna sound weird, what I'm about to say, uh, Frankie Monet defeating JC Jane. I gave that a 2.5. That was my highest point of NXT. Wow. I really like Frankie Monet and what she's doing. I like uh, it. Mandy Rose making an appearance. That was weird again. She's mm-hmm. laying on the table. What is she doing there? We don't know. Yeah. Um Robert Stone, though, I'm not a fan of. I don't know why he's still involved with Frankie Monet. Um, Kamea uh, being there, that was cool because she's with Frankie Monet. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, Side note, uh, Bobby Fish, again, hit the gym. What is going on with the Undisputed Era? They all need to hit the gym except for uh, Roderick Strong. Everybody else needs to hit the gym. Yeah. What the fuck? Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, hit the gym. God, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, funny. (laughs) Okay. Um, Is that for high points? Yeah, what was your high point? Yeah, okay, my high point, I gave it – 2.52 2.52 and Frankie Monet. Yeah, I don't. I was never. I was never a fan of Ty Valkyrie, but I, do, I get this Frankie Monet character. Wow, I'm, I like really? the Frankie Monet character. Okay, nice. Okay, yep. And um, the Kyle O'Reilly Austin Theory. Mm. Give that a 2.5. Really? What? Did, I don't even know what I gave it. Oh, I gave it a two. I gave it a two. It wasn't that bad, but I'm just. I just don't like Kyle O'Reilly. I gave it a 1.5. I was not feeling it. I don't, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly doesn't do it for me. Austin Theory doesn't do it for me. Mm. I'm just over those two. Done. No point. No pun. <laughs> All right. So overall, uh, overall, I'll go. Uh, overall, I gave it a 1.81 this week. Overall, I gave NXT a 1.6. And then we went with a 1.5. Wow. Wow. All right. It's now time for the SmackDown breakdown. Uh, lowest point for me was a biggie promo. We gave it a 0.5. Um, just because they were all over the place. Like at first, they were talking about biggie's money in the bank, and then all of a sudden, they go to the intercontinental champion, exactly. And they started talking about the intercontinental, yeah. It just was all over the place. All these guys come out for intercontinental, and then they do nothing, (laughs) they didn't have a match. Yeah, I I I thought they were come back. Yeah, I was like, we're coming back from commercial with a three-on-three, right? Like, that's yeah. what's going to happen. Right. And instead, they went to some concert, which also was terrible. A lot of what people were bitching about that. The hell A lot of people were bitching that? about that. Because they were like, yeah. they came to see a hip-hop or a rap concert, and they got a wrestling match who probably a lot of those people didn't know who the fuck they were. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that didn't that didn't do anything for me. Uh Elio, lowest point to SmackDown. Okay, lowest point was Big E. I gave a point five because that was a mess. Everything. He yeah. go they go from him like uh starting to talk about his money and bank win. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these other people and everyone I see though. They're saying yeah. everyone's starting to talk about the IC championship. No. Yeah. It was all over the place. Tony, low points. Uh, you know what? If I could have gave the whole SmackDown show a low point, I would. But wow. it, it was, I didn't, it, they were all over the place in this episode, especially like what really threw me off was the fact that the fucking concert. Why? Yeah. Why, why did they do that? I'm just curious to know why. What was the reasoning behind that? That is so awesome. That is so WrestleMania too. That's that's the kind of thing you saw there. Ridiculous! It was deplorable. It was churlish. Wangs in a turlet. Yes, wangs in a turlet. <laughs> but uh, all right, my low. I got. I got to be all right. Biggie was was the low point uh, of. It was a point five because it just didn't make sense. Now I do have a side note that I'll say for later. All right, and the high points. I mean. Can there be any other high point but that last promo by Roman Reigns <laughs> when he great. says John Cena is the same? It's like doing missionary over and over and over. <laughs> I need variety in life, yo, man. That's that. again, again. I asked the question: What's wrong with missionary? <laughs> <laughs> Gave it a three point five. Finn Balor accepting the challenge, uh, Roman accepting his challenge. I thought that was cool. Okay, we'll see where we go with that. Um, Elio, what was your high point of SmackDown? Yeah. Oh, okay, my, I have three. We got the John Cena promo at the beginning, the Roman Reigns at the end, and I like the the Edge because uh, I like the Seth Rollins as Rollins there. Oh my God! Yes, Seth Rollins did a great yeah. job too. On that I, every promo. time, every, like when he came out, I started talking. I was like, I was watching. I was dying. Everything he said. I gave him. I gave him threes. You know what? I have to. Since you brought up Edge, Josh Sanders agrees with me I that Edge was slow in the ring and that he needs to pick it up when he fights Rollins because he is being detrimental to his career. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the biggest edge head I know agrees with me that uh, Edge needs to get it together. Yeah. I'm just saying, just saying. Tony, highest point to SmackDown. Uh, the Roman promo. I gave it a two and a half. Um, and, and I'm gonna explain why I gave it a two and a half in a second. But as far as match wise goes, I gave it to Finn and Sammy. I did enjoy that match, and but I gave it a two and a half. Um, now the reason why I gave that Roman promo two and a half, which I, it should have been more, uh, because it was good. It was probably one of Roman's best promos, but it ties into my side note. Um, it's, again, if they were bringing back Finn, uh, tonight should have been, or tonight, last night should have been the night, not last week, not last yeah. week, because, and the reason why I'm saying that is because if, they were going ahead and saying initially that to Roman that he was going to not accept the challenge of uh, from John Cena and then let him talk, that would be perfect. Blah, 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 yep. then have his music. The, that place would have been gone crazy, but That's they true. did it for last week. Why did it for last week when it went nowhere? It That's went true. nowhere. It really didn't. And then they did it tonight or tonight, last night. And I was like, oh, cool. 
that's it. That was my reaction. Instead of, oh, shit, he's back. And that's where yeah. two, they fucked up. So that's why I gave it a two and a half. I guess you. Oh, that's small. SmackDown was pretty much a confusing show. And I think what really threw me off, I mean, because you got the Big E, that Big E promo, and then here he is going for the heavyweight, but then the IC, they did nothing with it. And the concert, the concert thing that's just threw me off. It was Big all over the place, yeah. yeah. But, not, but not only that, they did the rematch again from Bianca and Carmella for what? When it ended last week. And yep. there was no, like, nothing to say, well, she deserves a rematch. But they they just did it just to do it. I was, no. Yeah. Overall, I gave SmackDown a two this week, uh, mainly because of the Roman promo. That's what like tipped it over. Uh, also, I gotta mention Sami Zayn and uh, Finn Balor had a really good match. I yeah, gave that, that a three point. as well. I thought yeah. it was good. Yeah. Uh, Elio, I gave it a two point one. All right, Tony. You guys are being generous. I gave it a one point five. Wow's all right, it is now time. The only thing I was interested in in was Roman's promo. (laughs) It is now time for Raw versus NXT versus AEW versus SmackDown. Currently, NXT and and AEW have five to SmackDown and Raw's two. Um, guys, I'm gonna be honest, I have Raw and SmackDown with a two, but SmackDown, listen, you can't get over with just the promo. I thought Raw was the better overall show, so I'm going with Raw this week. Uh, Elio. Yeah, I'm going with Raw as well. All right. Tony? Yeah, I have Raw, AEW, NXT, and then SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. All right. So Raw is going to go up to three. So currently it is AEW and NXT five, Raw with three, SmackDown with two. And guys, just to let you know, in the future, we got a couple of weeks. We're going to be adding Rampage to this group. Oh, so geez. we're going to definitely see how. Rampage does. Maybe does it take away from Dynamite? Does it add to it? We'll see what how it goes uh, in the future. All right, Tony, it is time for the book. All right, those that are new to the show, basically what we do is put the most ridiculous things that happened in the week of wrestling because we need a good laugh and uh, we just like talking about it over and over and over again. All right, we ready? Yes, sir. Uh, Dragon Breath. Stays. Roman's Choppers. We you know what? Night. After that promo, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> take that shit out. We'll take it out. That, that promo was so good. <laughs> Even though it has nothing to do with his teeth, but it was yeah, not- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way stays. Yeah, it was crumbling until they go away. Until they go away. Yeah, uh, Tony's hatred for Sasha because she sucks. Stays. <laughs> Damn, Clay. If anybody wants Clay to come out of the book, speak up right now. Stays. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Jesus. Heyman's googly eyes. Yo. Stays. It does stay because I love talking about it. When Roman was looking in the camera and Heyman's head was back there the way he was <laughs> Yo, I fucking lost it, man. That shit was too funny. Uh, Morris's cockadoo to do. Stays. Sasha's ghetto laugh. <laughs> Stays. Apollo's non accent. Stays. 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 Storytelling. Stays. Stays. Cut another story. <laughs> Not this week. It still stays. Uh, Baldy Sands, go fuck yourself. Fuck them. 
Aziz's jacket. He had it on again. Stay. Stay. Yep. The snakes choppers. Stay. Rick's Debbie Downer. You can take it out. <laughs> it stays. Uh, Ricochet's <laughs> missing gear. I'm going to have to take it out. Yes, he had, he had gear on. He had yeah. his gear on. So that will come off the book. Way to go, Ricochet. Uh, Ginger's beard ball spot. Stays. <laughs> uh, Bianca's banana booty butt. <laughs> I mean. That should stay. Stays, obviously. <laughs> Sazero. Stays. <laughs> Omas's choppers. No. Stays. That shit's uh, everywhere. And the new entrance into the book, Kevin Dunn's camera shot. Stays. Stays. Stays for sure. All right. That's the end of the show. After we end the show, we have the five second shuffle championship. Uh, both competitors have been training very, very vigorously for this. And Not at all. Currently, the champion, <laughs> the champion is Elio Canella, and that's just how we ride off into the sunset until next week, where we will bring you more content. With that being said, I am your host Tony Diaz, along with the gentleman Elio Canella and the third wheel, Rick Serrano the third. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. All right, Elio. Since you are champion, you have champion's advantage of either going first or you can pass it on to Rick. Oh, first. All right, here you go. Orient Express. Yes, Orient Express. Orient Express. Very good. All right, you're up. One nothing. Rick, this is for you. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Yes, tied at one. Elio, this is for you. Damn. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, yes, two to one. Uh, wow, this is a couple softballs so far. I, well, I, I think the Orient Express a little bit was a little hard, a little difficult. All right, Rick, this is for you. I'm on my own. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, yes, tied at two. Holy shit! Here we go, Elio. This is for you. Iron Sheik. No, it is not. Rick for the steal. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, Akira Sazawa. No, it is not. It was Hideo Itami. Oh, fuck. Yes. Still good guesses, though. Still tied at two. Goes to Rick. This is for you. Oh, that sounds weird. Um, I'm going with the boogeyman. No, it is not. Elio for the steal. Machine. No, it is natural born thrillers. Again. Fuck. We had that before. Yeah. All right. It's on Elio, right? Yes, sir. Tied at two or three? Yep. Two. All right, Elio, this is for you. Braun Strowman. Yes, Braun Strowman. Elio is up three to two. Rick, this is for you. Oh, we just had this last week. I'm going to go Chavo Guerrero. Yes, Chavo Guerrero. (laughs) As soon as I heard, I was like, we had this last week. All right, tie it up at three. It goes to Elio. This is for you. Honky Honk Man. 
Honky tonks, man. Yes. <laughs> Elio's up four to three. Rick, you can tie it up with this one. Gangrel. Gangrel, yes. <laughs> I looked down. I'm like, wait a minute. Is it the brood? All right. It's tied up at four, right? Am yes, right? sir. Tied up at four. Could Elio retain this title? It all depends on this song. Here we go. The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. warrior. Yes. Elio retains. Uh, good job. There you go. Close game. Yes, it was. Close game. That was a good one. But there was also a lot of softballs. Also a lot of softballs. So. <laughs> With that being said, uh, yeah, good game. We don't own the rights. We don't own the rights, no. 